welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome to episode 54 of another Woodshop podcast where after all these episodes, for once, I'm stumped for an intro. God, I hate oh, I, I'm sorry. All right, I'll try to look. You, you've because, been working on that all week, haven't you? All, all week and it bombed. Oh, no, the reason is we are joined by the one, the only, the stump father himself, Dom. Stump Master Flex, Vic from the Stump Shop. What's going on, dude? What's going on? Thanks so much for having me. I love the three of you. I love you guys. I love the podcast. So this is going to be awesome. Thanks, dude. We're so excited to have you on. It's going to be great. <laughs> have you been listening to our podcast? <laughs> I mean, um, just yeah, oh, make yeah, that clear. Yeah, yeah. Every okay. episode, every episode from the beginning. You liar! You told me I don't even before listen the show. To it. You said a lot of giggling, right? You didn't like that. I, that <laughs> was too many one liners. <laughs> too many he giggling. Said, Meh. <laughs> Any comment? <laughs> well, hey, before before we get too that's far, my specialty is the with meh. RJ Hammy here. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about who this episode is brought to everyone by, and that is our patrons. Big thank you to all of the patrons who support our show. You guys are amazing. We really appreciate you. We had a couple people join the family this week. Uh, Nathan Snyder and John Sapowski. Thank you so much to you guys for joining my the people. Show. I your people? You those oh, because there's like a WSKI at the end, so now it's your people? Yeah. That's so racist. Yeah. yeah. We're basically blood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you're welcome for that patron. Yeah, it came for me and they stayed for you guys. <laughs> it's actually your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have to pay him back every every he has to pay him back every month for his sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> well he pays him in pierogies and sausages. Well, I mean, Stop giving away my we wanted to jump straight into talking about Vic. I mean, in case someone listening doesn't know who Vic is, Vic is with the Stump Shop, and it probably gives a. I mean, it's a it's brilliant marketing calling yourself the Stump Shop because, I mean, you work with a lot of stumps. I mean, that's kind of you don't only work with stumps. Are we talking? Are we talking like uh, cut off arms? And <laughs> yeah, legs, amputees stump? and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> only. <laughs> it's a that's very it. gross. It's channel. <laughs> Yeah. But it's very I'm, niche. It is. So many jokes. So many I can't say. Yeah. It's, I mean, Vic, yeah. I mean, how did you get I mean, this is you probably answered this a million times and I'm sorry you got to answer it now, but I mean, how did you get started with stumps? So, um first of all, thanks for having me guys. I really do I drive a lot, so I listen to a lot of podcasts and you guys is one of them and we chat all three of us all the yeah, time. For sure. Thanks for having me. Um man, how how long ago was this now? I think it was 2014 so six seven years ago um i i still do but i used to be a big mountain biker so i was out hitting the trails and i saw this huge stump it was my first one ever and up to that point i must say i've never done woodworking like i built a bench in like co-op class when i was like you know in grade (laughs) whatever five or something but um other than that no woodworking experience. I see this stump and I'm like, I think there's more to that than just dying out in a forest. So I picked it up that day, brought it home, had no tools, dragged it out of my car. My backseat was disgusting, covered in dirt and worms and bugs. My wife was like, you're not bringing that in the house. And I was like, okay, so I'll leave it outside. And then I finished that stump, honestly turned out awesome. And then you know how it is from there. One person sees it, family sees it, family wants a piece, friends, 
blah, blah, blah. And then my wife's like, you should start an Instagram page. And from then on, it was just posting pictures of stumps. Question. You saw your first stump in 2014? That was the first time I ever saw any tree. I, I have never seen it. Yes. <laughs> you really should get out of Canada. I hear they have no know. trees. Yeah. He's from the big city, guys. I'm from the big city, man. Concrete <laughs> jungle. <city>. You know? <laughs> pre-show jokes I, are the best. Yeah. Uh, you got to – that pre-show was awesome. But yeah, no, I grew up in the concrete jungle, so I had never seen grass or trees until 2014. And You're like Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Rihanna of Canada. He's the Rihanna of woodworking. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Actually. No. So, I mean. I prefer I Drake. Question everyone wants Ella. Ella. Yeah. A. A. Drake. <laughs> He's a Drake. But he is yeah. already Canadian. Drake Rana. we all. Is Drake Canadian already? <laughs> yeah, you're double dipping. Depends on the day of the week. You know? You're the Nickelback <laughs> yeah. of Canada. <laughs> like, yeah, you're double dipping. They already have a Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Drake is the Drake. There's only one. I mean, I actually know him. So I think we all. You do? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we went to school together. Elaborate. Uh, it's not. A... <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> he told me not to tell anyone. Right, because it's fake. Yeah, because it is fake. News. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it because it's a lie. <laughs> Ask me once more, I'll tell you the same version. By the third, fourth time, it's like the story's completely it's not different. Make sense. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Pete. You got any questions? No. I've got one. Oh, that's it. Awesome. Show's over. I do. I have a bunch. Awesome. Go ahead. Please. Right, we're done. No. Oh, Vic, 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 how long is it um. before you can finish on a stump? I mean, that depends. Am I working on the stump in the morning or is it more near the evening? That's, it sorry, really sorry. is. I mean, uh, morning stumps. <laughs> the morning stumps are the, they are the longest ones to wait for. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan is not impressed I'm quitting. This is it's it. Not this, okay. is, this is my. That's this is my. Rest this is the line. Stupid yeah. pants isn't what did it. This, this is the line. Yeah. You don't dare speak bad about my pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, but I mean, we had a question. I think Lee asked about uh, with Regal Street Workshop. He asked about stabilizing stumps, and I mean, you know, it's pretty niche. I mean, you're doing a very specific thing, and that, obviously, that's. It's really cool what you're doing. I mean, that, that's Linda, that's been a part of why you've been successful is because you're doing something that I don't know if anyone else is really doing it. I mean, if they have, they're probably copying you, right? I mean, uh, not point. like in a negative way, I think, yeah. like emulating you. But I mean, uh, <laughs> no, straight I mean, copying. <laughs> yeah. How do you stabilize? How do you stabilize a stump? I mean, go through that. Process. Or cookies too, because you do a lot of cookies as well. I do. I started working a lot with cookies, but cookies are, are just long cookies. They they pretty much are. Yeah, they're like the Extreme. they're like the, they're like the cookie though when it's in the full thing and you haven't cut it up yet. Right. You know what I mean? But also when you uh, take the bark off, it also goes. <laughs> it does. <laughs> pops open. <laughs> Those are croissants, aren't they? <laughs> croissants. Baking jokes. Uh, my grandma used to call those wop biscuits. Wop. Yeah, because you wop them on the counter. You can't say that. You oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. It's um, a lot, lot less, a lot more innocent. You're, yeah. you're triggering <laughs> what me. you were thinking. Oh, my God. Um, but Go to on. answer your question, man, it's just patience. So I have to be honest. I don't have a kiln for my stumps because obviously they're way too large. I could obviously build a kiln, but my property is not large enough. So for me, I've perfected the waiting game. And at what point am I ready to work with a stump? And this is obviously all because I messed up. I messed up a lot when I first started. Um, I pulled out a stump from the forest or an arborist, you know, someone cutting down a stump on the side of the tree and I grabbed it and I got excited. So I'd be staining and, and finishing that stump in like a week later after it was cut, right? Not knowing anything about woodworking. 
And then that stump just ripped in half practically, like in my living room or customers would call me and be like, um, hey, uh, here's a photo of my stump that's now like splintered wood on my living room floor. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, what are you talking about? I didn't sell you that. And then I just changed my email. I changed my email many times. <laughs> I changed my email many times in the first few years, you know. <laughs> my name's Rick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's actually the, Richter. The, the dump shop. The dump oh, shop. Yeah. A lot of confusion. I get that guy's emails all the time. Yeah. The dump pop. <laughs> <laughs> that's my <laughs> but um no anyway so then obviously i started thinking i should probably research this thing if i'm going to be selling them and that's what happened over <laughs> over several years i i i've become a master of naturally air drying stumps i don't use any end grain sealer or anything i have i've painted stumps really? and done all types of testing and what i find is that yes it reduces the cracking a little bit in the stump if you've painted the end but it also makes the drying just that much longer. So I've instead learned to embrace the crack. And you guys have probably seen whether it's through cleaning it crack. and getting embrace the crack and get some good content cleaning out the crack. And um Let's get that shirt. Oh, get yeah. that shirt. Man. Get that shirt, man. Embrace the crack. <laughs> embrace the crack. And then, You're the reason I got the dentistry tools. The dentist the tools are the important. The files. Sometimes I even stick wooden bow ties in my crack. Those are my favorite ones. And then yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so, sorry guys sometimes I'm, you even use like a torch I do right? use a torch to burn yeah, off all I, the little hairs around burn, the <laughs> burn. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. yes this yeah. is yeah those if you've watched my videos I uh, take crack cleaning to the next level and and then that's yeah, it and and I also work with a, a mill that if I want to throw something in a kiln they'll let me do that so I've done it with several cookies cool. yeah I drop off my cookies and then they uh if it's if it's too large for my flattening jig that um you know I built and kind of customized that it for it it it's is like a man manual Thanks. CNC it's awesome it is exactly yeah it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the 1999 version of flattening flattening wood but it works perfect <laughs> for me so <laughs> well I mean you're not gonna, you're gonna have a hard time finding a a CNC with a gantry high enough to get to the that's the right. stumps that Vic does I mean that's unless line. he's yeah. got like a countersunk bed. So what's that? So what's your CNC there? Is it like a Latuna? Mike's is Laguna. <laughs> <laughs> Latuna CNC. Yeah, it's the Canadian version. We actually we haven't CNCs haven't arrived up here yet. We're still we're anxiously awaiting their arrival waiting. in they Canada. They just got podcast last year, you guys. Yeah, they just got yeah. There's like 400 CNCs at the border waiting for COVID to end, so they can finally <laughs> enter enter into our country. <laughs> just a warehouse of infinities. Yeah, <laughs> COVID really screwed up the CNC timeline up in Canada. Oh, yeah. It's been a real. Moment. So I wanted to add that, like, it's it's mind boggling to me how how much work goes into actually making stump a stump into like a furniture piece. Uh, so like I've I've had friends email me or DM me or text me pictures of like IKEA furniture of like a stump with the hairpin legs on it, and like, look at this. Oh my gosh, you're in the wrong you're in the wrong market. And by following you, I realized there's a crap load of work that goes into that. Not just the waiting, but you caress the cracks. <laughs> yeah. And you go to town <laughs> on those things. I mean, you're not just you're not just you're not just throwing legs on a stump. I mean, you're putting a lot of work into this stuff. It's it's, it, it, it's it is mind-boggling. A lot of work. I mean, I get a lot of messages and it's actually 
pretty funny because if, if you guys have been following me for a while or if you listen to, to the podcast that I'm on or that, that I do, I embrace um, trolls. Like a lot of people will be like, and I just got a bunch even yesterday where it was like someone tagged someone else on one of my videos and was like, look, we got a whole, f- we got like $7 trillion worth of stumps in, in quotations or artisan tables in quotations. Mm-hmm. And so I just messaged back and I'm like, and how many of them have you sold? Like, if you have seven oh. trillion dollars, like, let's make some money here, right? So the guy was like, 11. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that, that. but I go, okay, anyway, so yes, it is just a piece of wood. But if you, if you pick up a piece of wood and do what I did when I first started, yeah, you're going to sell them and then they're going to just blow up in people's houses. You're going to get ants or bugs or whatever. So it just takes a little email. bit of time. You have to change your email yeah. several times. It's a it's a pain in the butt. By the way, I but. love your bug trap when you bring a stump or like when you're redoing the bench. You bring yeah. it inside. You do well. Tell tell, yes, tell yes, yes. what you do for that. I surround them and I surround it with some upside down sheathing tape. And you'd be surprised by the morning how many of those bugs from whatever piece I just brought into my shop that would have made it into my stash that's been drying forever. They get caught up on the red sheathing tape. I love it. I go out in the morning and I'm just like, ah, it's breakfast. oh, you suck. Some <laughs> bugs are still there, like trying to move their legs and like stuck. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a, you're kind of a sadist. I like it. It's a, a junior sadist. I just started. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an incest, <laughs> insect traffic. No, we're canceled. I'm out of here. That's it. Yeah. Thank you for coming. That was we'll the shortest podcast Maybe. of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say now, insect we, trafficker, but yeah, continue. Let's yep. Let's move. You past bring this. them across the border, and then you travel them on tape, and, okay. and then I kill them. Yeah. Oh, very uh, political. Okay. Uh, somebody <laughs> did ask the classic question, which we get all the time. But I did actually want to ask you, like, what's your favorite thing you ever made? But like, what's your favorite piece of stump furniture that you've made? I'm actually kind of curious. Um, if it's stump furniture, period, then um, actually recently. I don't know about you guys, and I'm not here to discuss it at all. I don't use epoxy a lot. Obviously, I work with stumps, but I did do an epoxy piece where um, I did like the the slices of wood. I took a stump and then made the slices bigger and filled in the gaps with epoxy, and that ended up turning out awesome. The video on it just blew up, so that kind of made me realize that's that's my favorite piece. I really enjoyed making that, but uh, my favorite build ever has to be my own kitchen table. It, it's not a stump, believe it or not. It's just because I we eat at it every day. It's going to be it's in the family. Giant redwood. <laughs> yeah, no, just a uh, huge. You made a you made a farmhouse table out of ash. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And you yeah. ripped a lot yeah. of ash. Yeah, I remember that. I did rip a lot of ash to make that. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. Callbacks. <laughs> yeah. It's a throwback to uh, the last episode. A, I mean, it's hard to not love like a big dining table because it's such a centerpiece for the family right yeah i mean you're sitting around it with your family all the time and it's something you can be proud of it's really cool for sure but so there's totally relatable in the big furniture piece i I, you know there's always a i mean you probably hear this all the time like wood movement all that stuff especially with a stump you know when people do like these epoxy pours on tables there's always talk of like things moving around um over time but yours is like in kind of in the same dimension but it's there's so much more wood there to move so like doing that, like an epoxy pour through a crack or something, um, like do you, have you had one from maybe a year ago or something that you've seen some movement or anything or had some experience with, or was this, this epoxy one was 
the most like the only one you've done? No, I've done before, which is which is actually an awesome question because it's all about the learning, right? So mm-hmm. obviously when you check a lot of people ask me about the drying time for wood and what moisture percentage are you ready to work with a stump? And I tell people it's it's if you're looking at let's say a twenty-four inch tall stump that's you know eighteen inches in diameter. It's almost impossible unless you pre-weighed it when you first cut it and you keep weighing it. That's one way to determine how much moisture has evaporated. But really, it's next to impossible for me to say that the heartwood of that stump is is dry, that it's ready to go. Right. Um, so I learned my mistake because I made one piece called the Bopoxy. This was a while ago. I don't know who was still f- who was following me then, um, if any of you. But I put in a bunch of bow ties in a pretty tall stump. And then filled the entire crack up with epoxy and thought I was just doing something incredible. Looked awesome. Sent it a three-piece set too. So like it was a lot of work and it, you know, the customer paid a lot. And then they started sending me pictures going, hey, check this out. You know, like the edge of the epoxy where it meets meets the wood started bubbling. And then it started getting like see-through almost. Like that must that much moisture from the center of that stump needed to still escape. So I was like, okay, wow. so this is a whole other ball game. Now let me go back to the drawing board. So I haven't filled a deep crack like that with my s- – sorry. That, I was going <laughs> to – I haven't filled a, a deep crack like podcast. that with my I'd liquid like in a long time. <laughs> so now what I do with um, epoxy is simply tiny little pores or painting bark so that it stays on. But mm-hmm. I've gotten away from using <clears> – <throat> like epoxy to fill cracks because of that mistake. Cause I always keep learning. Right. So I took that person's stump home, dried it in my indoors for like six months. I told them, sorry, like I'm going to make this proper. Right. And then I refinished it and I haven't heard back yet, but um, it's, it's a good question, man. It's a pain in the butt to work with epoxy and deep wood. Because you just never know what that moisture it is. It looks at, right? so cool though. And even the unfinished ones where you just, well, I mean you finish, but, you don't fill the cracks. You just maybe do a bow tie or just a natural, natural. wood. Just look, it looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. it looks sick. Awesome. Yeah. It's a cool thing. Yeah. It's a cool niche to like grab a hold of and run with. It's cool. To, I, I really think it's cool. I think I think it's great. No one else is doing it, and it just yeah, seriously, like, it's just such a cool like attack on it. I mean, it's like like I said. I mean, I made the joke that it's a long cookie, but I mean, <laughs> it is a long cookie. It is. Yeah. It's cool. Like I mean, it's a long cookie. It's a cookie, cookie. cookie log. Like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's a cookie log. It's a Look, I mean, it's just cool. It looks, it's a, it's a cool, unique look. I mean, you see them in some of like those fancy, uh, like online stores sometime where they make them, and you can tell they're just like some of it's not even real wood. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think like, it's a cool niche. Man. I think it's really cool. Veneer that just looks like the outside of yeah, yeah. wood. <laughs> it's just a hollow uh, basket or something. <laughs> veneered. So right. <laughs> <laughs> you lift it up. It's like a laundry basket. Or like veneered the, the lid with pops open. And it's like empty inside. <laughs> Uh, just like my heart. No, just, um, you want to? <laughs> you want to? You want to jump into some questions? Or oh no, like, you know what? We got to go into. We got you know a little bit of Vic there. Let's go into what's on my bench. Or we got some questions. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm gonna hog the first half well, of the show. Yeah, we did. No, we did I'm gonna ask these questions. questions. No, no, we didn't bring him on to hog the show. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I have uh, another question. It's a, actually, two people <clears throat> asked a similar question, but I want to ask that in the. Uh, we can ask that in the question section. Should we talk about what's on yes. bench? So, yeah, let's so uh, let's play the let's play the song. What's on my bench? I can't. What's on my bench? You know what I mean. Now I just did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. You ruined the illusion. What's on the bench? I'll edit all this out. I can oh, sing it for you guys. Huh? So, Vic, what is on your bench? 
Um, nothing. Stomp. Mike? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> actually, Fish, lately, like? yeah, I haven't done anything in years. No, what's on my bench is um, actually I'm starting out two cool projects that I'm, I, I talked about in my stories. Yes, I'm doing a lot of stuff around the house now because it's a funny story because I'm not a house guy, but, and we talked about this with, with Mark and Dom. He's an outdoor Vic. It's, yeah, exactly. I'm not, <laughs> I hate houses. No, but I'm not like a <laughs> rental guy, right? But I've been doing a lot of work around the house. So I'm trying to make content around that. But you guys know if, as content creators, when you go outside of your little, what you're used to, it's hard to, for me to make that seem natural, right? So I'm just doing my best mm-hmm. there, but I'm doing my laundry room, did my bedroom. But now what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be putting bow ties along the side of a stump. And I've never done that. I've only done them on the top. So I picked out a nice, mm-hmm. it's an Austrian pine and there's a nice crack along the side. So I'm thinking of almost making it look like a zipper. You know what I mean? With a bunch of bow ties down oh, the side. Cool. So exactly. stand by for that. Um, that's going to be my that's next fun cool. project. So I'll probably get a chance to start that hopefully this week. And then big to small. Um, I don't know yet. I might even keep them all the same size because going mm-hmm. down the side, the stump oh, is the right, same right. size. So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I also don't want to put like 20 bow ties into the stump, right? Like I, <laughs> I gotta, so it's, and then I'm just ma- building a huge mallet also just for fun. Cause I love building mallets. So I'm making like a Thor sized one. So that's on my bench. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Pete, what you got going on, Pete? Uh, what do I got going on? I actually have been making a lot of progress on uh, fusion CNC or the cam part of it. Um, I got, so I was working on those trays the last two weeks and I keep getting inquiries about them. So I just started making them and selling them or giving them away. And I'm tired of resizing it in Vetric, which like you have to kind of like, if it's, it basically, it gets annoying to have to constantly resize and constantly redo everything for a different depth. Where in Fusion, you can just like, you have the uh, parametric modeling, so you can change one thing, like this to width, uh, height, and whatever, length, and it basically adjusts the entire thing for you, including all your depths that you're going, all that. So that's going to make it a lot more efficient. I do still need to do some more testing, but I'm excited to potentially move, not maybe not all, but a lot of my CNC stuff from Vetric right into Fusion, which is going to be a lot more efficient. Mike, you know how easy it is to like draw stuff in there. Um, although you found another solution now too that's even easier. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if you know about this in, in Aspire, but if you highlight... So what are you like? You're talking about resizing the inside and then the outside? Yeah, so, it, yeah, so they... So whatever, if you what grab... If you, of, hit, if, mm-hmm. if you hit Control A... Mm-hmm. And there's a little button where you can actually resize all if you if you have all the items selected, you can actually there is a resize tool where you can just make it so one dimension. Like if you choose the width, if you're yep. going from ten inch to now it's gonna be fifteen inch, it will resize all the dimensions in there. There's a button to do that in Aspire. I haven't I've had some issues with certain uh trays that I was doing. Like what? Uh I can't even explain. I mean, I was going from one tray to another and having to resize because I'm still having to go into each thing and go change the the depth of the cuts as well. Because what I'm doing is hmm. doing a millimeter shy of the you hogging don't have to out. Do that in, you don't have to change that in the cam for fusion though? Cause, no, because you, you can use parametric modeling for that. At least that's what I'm testing out now to see if it's going to do it. So I'm going to be doing some carves gotcha. tomorrow. I'm going to shop all day. And if that works, that's going to be a game changer because I can just throw stuff on there, different thicknesses, and it's just literally one number changes. And it's running. So nice. stoked for that. 
Uh, also been doing a lot of stuff with Emma. We've been partnering up on some projects together. We actually, uh, we were in Clubhouse this week. We started a club and we've been doing some chats with, uh, we called it a couple hustle. So basically like, it's like dancing other... stuff. Isn't, <laughs> is it... are you in Clubhouse? Dancing with the czars. I, I have I have reserved the name, but I don't I don't know how to use it, or I've never actually gone into the app. But I have my title there. Good. So you saved it. Uh, you yeah. should join. So for anyone that's confused about Clubhouse, basically it's it's a it's an open forum where people can create rooms and there's speakers and then there's listeners and people can be brought up. They call it on stage and join in a conversation and input and kind of go back into the audience. Uh, and you're able to start different topics. We have a couple of rooms, a uh, bunch of makers that have made that we just like. It's like our landing page. We, we go in there, see what everyone's up to. BS. Sometimes you're in there for five minutes. Sometimes you're in there for five hours. Like no joke. While you're doing stuff, just listening. It's almost like a live podcast. But there's also a lot of topic rooms. Like I've been learning a lot about YouTube uh, and you know even Instagram algorithm, some other life stuff that just been nice to jump into, listen to, just like a live podcast. And we decided to start one because we were talking to other couples that work together with either their businesses, like they both have a business or one of them has a business or one of them's a woodworker and then the other one kind of supports them um, and how they work together. You know, for example, Emma has a very different business than what I do, but a lot of our stuff is melding more and more now, whether it be shipping or content creation or YouTube, whatever. It's been nice to kind of start working together. So we started bringing in some other maker couples, actually Lindsay from Woodbrain uh, and her husband Eric's in it. Um, Lee from Regal Street and Danielle, Ben uh, from Condorosa Creations and Debbie. So they, they've been joining us. So it's been really cool. We got a, a lot of maker couples on there and had a really solid conversation last night doing that. So we were kind of planning that over a couple of days. Aside from that, I've just been keeping uh, trying to keep busy in the shop. I've worked a little bit on my YouTube video. I just need to get that thing out. I should be done uh, next week and get that out. And I also started, I changed some strategy on my Etsy. I started using uh, ads. So I started buying ads a little bit and I'm actually seeing some stuff popping off. Like I'm actually getting more sales. So nice. we'll see. I'll report back in a few few weeks. But uh Mike, what's on your bench? Uh pretty busy right now. I've got um I wrapped up I can't remember what I did last weekend. But uh I I I'm starting on this coffee table and a dining table with a bench for a couple right now. Um I did I'm gonna be starting that this weekend. This week that's what I did. Last weekend I was making that game board tray rack for a customer and um i got it done and i was wrapping it up and putting it to package to ship out to them and i sent them the picture the night before and it was all packaged up ready to go and they messaged me in the morning and said hey there's a piece of live edge on the very front of the thing and they're like hey we don't like that live edge and i was like oh are you serious I, it just yeah i was shocked i was shocked they didn't like the live edge uh and it bummed me out but <clears throat> I had to unpackage the thing and redo the whole front. I had to cut it off and redo it. It was uh, a bummer. It kind of threw a wrench in my spokes because I, I spent most of the day Sunday working on it, eh, like half the day Sunday working on it. So I put about four hours into that thing. And uh, I had planned to hit the ground running for the week and start breaking down all the uh, ash. For, that's what brought up the ash joke. <laughs> I had planned to break up, break, start breaking down all the ash for this coffee table I'm doing. And I haven't even started it now because it took me – during the weekdays after, you know, I got to get, I could do my job, get family time in and then I get in the shop. I only get like an hour and a half to two hours in the shop in the evening. It's hard for me to get anything done effectively. So I usually just do small projects and, uh, took me a while to get it done, but I got it done Wednesday night or something. But, um, 
<clears throat> I've got a bunch of orders this week. It's been pretty busy. I got um I got a maker, actually one of our I believe he's a patron, Max Jensen. I'm almost mm-hmm. certain Jensen Joinery is a patron. Yes. He is he actually reached out to me to make him a custom logo on my CNC. It's gonna be uh, about three feet tall and a couple feet wide. Oh, so I'm gonna be doing his I'm gonna be doing his logo out of ash. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> I'm gonna be carving that ash. Uh, no, but I'm gonna be doing actually I'm gonna be, be doing epoxy in that for him, um, which I'm kind of on the fa- on the boat with you, Vic. I'm not like huge into epoxy, um, but I've done it enough to where I can get this guy's sign looking really good, and it's gonna be nice. So I- I'm comfortable around it. It's just like it's just not wood for me, so I don't really enjoy it so much. But um, but it has its place for sure. No, yeah. So I do use epoxy a lot. I'm just like not like the biggest fan of using it. So yeah. we're no, not like, river table guy. With- <laughs> river table. No river tables. Um. You mean uh, body of water tables? You can't say yeah, one. yeah, resin, yeah. Yeah. resin tables, stream tables. Resin, Actually, resin, I could say it up creek. here, right? Crick. That, yeah, yeah. You're that doesn't that doesn't it. apply to Canada. So river, river, uh, river, river, creek. river, river, river tables. Mike, what did you <laughs> uh, finish that that game board tray thing out of? Because like, was it hard to match the finish when you added the next piece or? No, well, I mean, I used Odie's for the whole thing. Okay, I mean, so, that's just, what they, oh, so just so that Odie's. when I did the game board tray for her, they they specifically requested they because this was a custom order. Mm-hmm. They said, "Hey, can can you make it out of the same wood that you made the other trays for us and match the finish?" I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah. no problem." Oh, that's so I just used Odie's. So and then the night that's the nice thing about Odie's is uh you know Matches. it just reactivates itself when you rub it on. So uh, that was easy. Um, and then I got, but I'm just glad that's out of there. And I really hope they're happy with that thing because I'm going to be really bummed out after all the time I put into that. Well, they're big like, fans. Hey, they bought like every tray, right? They've, this is the third thing they've bought from me. Then they're not like small ticket items either. So they're, 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 you know, I really want them to be happy. Good. Yeah. And then I, I got a, some charcuterie boards and stuff, but you know, those are always like kind of knock them out as quick as humanly possible kind of projects. I really am looking forward to getting on this uh, coffee table and this uh, dining table for these people. But they didn't tell me, um, not that it's a problem, but they didn't tell me. I just found out they dropped, they actually bought the butcher block for the, the dining table is going to be butcher block. I thought it was maple for some reason. It's actually teak and it's an entirely teak butcher block. I don't know how much that, that must've cost them an absolute fortune. <clears throat> Upwards um, of seventy thousand dollars is what I'm estimating. Yeah, I, was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, it's like twenty dollars a board foot. It's so expensive. Uh, I I mean, I I don't know what they paid, but twenty dollars a board foot here is bargain. It's like twenty nine yeah, if you go to like the lumberyard. Yeah, and it's already and a butcher so, block, so it probably wasn't. Yeah, there's already a even more that. money into yeah. that. There's so much labor. So, um, <sighs> to, and, and but the problem with teak is is it's hard to. It's 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 tricky to finish because of how oily that stuff is. So you have to do like some pre pre work, and and you got to hit it with like a solvent to kill to break off the oil. Mm, uh, it shouldn't be a big deal, but I, huh, yeah, a little acetone or some. I don't know if mineral spirits will no. work. I think they will. Well, you, no. no, it's acetone. Acetone or lacquer thinner is what yeah, I would so recommend. I hit it with that. Yeah, so I'm gonna I gotta hit that, and the problem is I gotta find out if my water based finish will work over it. So I gotta reach out to them. Anyway, oh. we'll find out. Yeah, I gotta I gotta make a phone call and see if that's gonna work. I gotta call the manufacturer. So isn't anyway, teak naturally uh, water pl- like resistant? Yes, so it, it might is. not, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty naturally. Yeah, that's it why they use it on boats and conditions. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and I made a file this <clears> week um, to cut out a cart on my CNC for my sprayer. Dude, that so was sick. Spray- yeah, it, it came out really cool. Like I really like that cart a lot. It came out good. Like the joinery was really tight. Everything came out good on. I'm getting a lot better at using the CNC to make uh like different joinery on there. So that's actually kind of a fun challenge, uh, especially when I'm like really busy like this. I'm so busy. 
I don't, I, I need the organization, but I don't have the time to spend to make the shop furniture. So if I can just throw a sheet of plywood on there and let the robot do its thing while I'm working in the other side of the shop and then I pull off the pieces and just join them, it's really nice. More importantly, um, now you know where your hoe's at. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, f- you got to find out where your hoe's at. I mean, sure. <laughs> so yes. That hose hang, yeah. the hose hanger worked out good. Especially when you got them on all corners, right? I saw that. I mean, you got them in every yeah. area. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you, and then you shipped like a thousand of those uh, charts, conversion charts. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Those conversion charts have been selling like crazy. I, I shipped out. Uh, I've shipped. I had sold twenty two, and I just shipped out thirty this week. Holy and nice. I've got, and I got thirty. I've I've got thirteen on order right now. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be carving them in, or uh, put, running the file in the morning on the other sheet. I already ordered another sh- uh, two sheets of that HDPE. Those things are selling like crazy. They're super. They are really cool. I really You're like. You're gonna them. need like, a second CNC. Like <laughs> I know it's getting wild. When we figure out what's going on with, uh, you know, if we're moving and stuff, uh, I got to, I got to. That's not I a bad point. Like you, you might not here. need bigger. You might need two. <laughs> I might need two. It's very realistic. Yeah. Are you moving to Toronto? You're coming up here finally. I'm coming to Toronto. Yeah. I wanted to tell you at the end of the episode, but I guess now's Just as good a time as any. Well, we talked about it a while Hope ago, your right? Garage so. has space. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kick out. I'll kick out my coming kids. Coming to Toronto. Mike and his yeah. family's coming. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Mike's coming up to Toronto. No. Yeah. Dan. The Dan, concrete jungle. <laughs> I had an interesting right. week. Uh, so I've been working on these, this base cabinet and some upper cabinets for a client while I'm going to do uh, an, almost an entire basement build out. The basement itself has been built, but I'm building uh, a lower cabinet for a bar and they're going to put a sink in it and everything. Max is shaking hey, for Max. some reason. Uh, I'm also building some <laughs> upper cabinets and some floating shelves for the bar. And I'm going to build a floating desk and some Murphy doors. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a bookcase that is a door. And I'm building two of those. And I'm under the gun. I have to be done by April 17th. Yikes. Yeah. I, I just got the lower base cabinet and the upper cabinets done for the bar today. However, like last Saturday, I was ready to like hit the ground running in my shop and just bang out the cabinets and, and do as much as I could. And I got a I got a text from my client early in the morning from the Walnut desk. Some of you may remember that desk. Mm-hmm. It's a running joke now, apparently. But uh, he said that the drawers were getting so desk. hard to pull out that he felt like he was going to throw his back out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's no good. So I I dropped everything and I went and took care of that client because they're super important to me. Uh, all clients are Sometimes important. It is all clients are important yeah. to me. It's backbreaking work. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to their place and I thought I'd be able to fix it on location and I couldn't. So I had to put the uh, the drawer cabinet in my truck, haul it back to my house, and I worked on that. I ended up having to take uh, the drawer slides kind of half apart. So if you remember. I built my own drawer slides for that cabinet base out of like solid walnut. It was like a a dovetail sliding key type of situation. What happened was the wood kind of swelled and I also glued the runners on to the cabinet, which was out of solid walnut as well. And I think the cabinet moved and the runners themselves moved, the the slide runners moved and it just kind of like... Yeah, it just kind of wedged it in there. So I had to remove the top runner. So now there's only two pieces and, and 
like they're riding on on one another. So I it was sandwiched in between. It's really hard for me to explain. No, we get it. We get yeah, it. Yeah, we get it. It's yeah. tight. Also, I'm very distracted by Max. He's like, <laughs> right there. Well, he hears me talking, he's so he's like, "Hey, there. things are happening." Um, Wood moves, drawer stuck. Wood Boom. moves, drawer stuck. Dan had there to fix go. it. <laughs> I like it. And I had to, I had to tear it apart a little bit, refinish it, put it back together, come up with a new solution. Everything came out great. <clears> I delivered it. They were super happy. I also put some leveling feet on it to make it more perfect level with the actual desk. For some reason, it wasn't perfectly level. It was perfectly level at my house. I delivered it, not perfectly level. Whatever. You so just anyways, build the blamer. Right? Builders. Always builders. Oh, builders. these builders. I, <laughs> I totally blame the framers. Framers. Even though that has nothing framers to do with Framers, for sure. Um, the roofers. But anyways, I, <laughs> I, delivered the, I delivered the drawer cabinet, and I left with four more jobs. They want what? me to... What? So awesome. this client has a very nice home on a lake with a, a private beach, which is to die for. I would I would kill for this this place. But they have a they have a private. I'm not gonna let just, you in anymore. Just <laughs> kill them and take it next time you deliver your furniture. Yeah, just kill them, dude. No, it's that <laughs> easy. You just that, said the answer. Is that how we work don't... up in Canada? <laughs> You guys so, don't do that in the states. Like, I want your house. Like, kill they you. have this outdoor shower. <laughs> I mean, this is like in Nebraska. You have to remember, in Nebraska, this is like a one and a half million dollar home, and they have this outdoor Which shower. Means twenty million dollars. It's a home twenty million else. dollar home here. Easy. Yeah, it's like a it's Easy. like a ninety five million dollar home here. It's going to send you back a couple Amazon paychecks if you're Jeff yeah. Bezos. <laughs> um. Anyways, they have this outdoor shower, and it was built with construction lumber i mean like it's pulling apart mm. and you can see that it's construction lumber and it's outdoor and it's like they have like a, a really thin coat of paint slapped on there it's not covering very well and they had me look at it and i was this like is outdoors yeah and in nebraska which you know it has the gamut of like seasons, seasons. yeah so anyways i was like yeah this is gonna last <laughs> It's gonna last maybe Seasons. maybe another year if you're lucky. He's like, "Well, <laughs> what can you do?" I'm like, "I have made things out of teak, and I think a teak shower would be pretty dope." So he's got me doing that, and then he had me look at his pergola, which is super massive. Oh, and that to get more jobs, you had to look at his pergola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely want pergolas. Wenge is probably <laughs> best thing for pergolas. So Next I looked at the pergola. Changing windows and stuff. I'm going to be rebuilding the pergola, <laughs> and then they also have two landings from their their concrete deck to their beach. It's like a wood landing. It's just basically just like a, a miniature deck. I mean, it's like 48 by 36. Excuse me. Miniature deck, oh. deck, deck. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And they want those made out of teak as well. So pergola, it's Nebraska. Yeah. So I've had an interesting week, busy week. Uh, things are popping over here, and I'm under the gun. And I really shouldn't be recording a podcast. I should really be out in my shop working. But anyway, but but am I the last to go? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Although, wait, I forgot yeah, something. I actually made something really cool. I'm making a corner shelf for a bathroom at a, at a cherry, and I made the panels for it. And I ended up just having my CNC carve out. Oh, I the saw corner, the the actual shelves and the rail that'll be there to hold the pieces from falling out. Very and cool. nice. It worked out really well. It matched the grain very nice. The curve is perfect. I'm so happy with it. I didn't. I never thought to do that. And I'm like, wait, I'm not gonna cut, cut this on a bandsaw and sand it. So I got this thing for like a homeless person. like a yeah. homeless person. <laughs> no, I'm gonna use the CNC like the poorlish. The poorlish. <laughs> poorlish. My people. <laughs> You, ri- so, you right. I just shake my head at you, rich people with CNCs. 
<laughs> the wealthy. No, we're just not Canadian. I don't yeah. have a CNC. <laughs> Mine's stuck at the border. I told you. Yeah, you don't have one, eh, Dan? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> he ordered one. He's trying I ordered it. one yeah. years ago. <laughs> he's, he's still he's still one of yeah. us. He's still a regular guy, he's, and then just shows up next week. Actually, Dan, when is I the like day to land? Isn't it soon? April fourth, according to the website. Oh, geez, I gotta send Ooh. your laptop out. Uh, Mike, don't rush. It's gonna sit in a box for like a month. I know he's not gonna have it put together till like. <laughs> I still need to clean that corner out and build a table for it. Oh, yeah, I don't need to rush. On I'm this flying laptop. out for a weekend, aren't I? <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I might. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm coming too. Well, let's jump into some questions. <laughs> yes, we got Vic. Too. Yeah, I'm yeah. going then. Shoot. I need any Vic smooches. Yeah. I got to get out of this concrete jungle. Anyway, oh, Nebraska. It's, it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous up here. You know? I got to get to Nebraska. Um, I, want I need a getaway. I need a t-shirt with Vic on it going like this. <laughs> backwards cap. No, but wait. It's like the uh, Steve Buscemi with the, hey, what's going on, cool? Or young kids where he's got the skateboard yeah, and stuff. Fellow kids. What's yes. up, fellow kids? <laughs> Kid. But it's Vic with a skateboard. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a skateboard. With a black eye. He got beat up and somebody took it. Yikes. I want my Jordan jacket back. If you're listening out there, you thief. <laughs> Please. Yeah, because right, it was a woodworker. They're like, the, oh my the, God, I wronged this guy 20 years ago. The person that robbed me, it was closer to probably 30 years ago, definitely li- listens to this podcast. Oh, <laughs> Give me back my jacket. older than we are. <laughs> yeah. I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest guy here. You're not. Uh, no, we haven't. It's Dan. It's still Dan. It's we'll never let Dan live it down. Yeah. No. All right. Let's do questions. Questions. We got. We only got three of them. Four. I mean, there's a fourth written in. Yeah, so and I and I got one to ask him from the patrons Boom. or the people in the audience. Let's do uh, this question Stop. from Ash over at Woodwork and Whiskers. G'day, boys. Uh, question about sprayers. I've seen Mike with the Fuji. Looks fabulous. Uh, I can see the value in you know if you're doing big pieces all the time. My question is, with not a top end like the Fuji, how much time do you actually lose in cleaning? And preparing the guns um, as opposed to you know other methods particularly if you're just doing more smallish pieces are they worth it from that respect interested in your thoughts cheers so I mean I've been spraying for all of uh, I mean with this machine I've been spraying for all of like a month now or something uh, with I got recently for my sprayer this 3M PPS system, so which cool. is basically an add-on, and it at, you get like an extra cup or a hopper, I guess is what it would be. It's the liquid hopper for the finish, and uh, it has a liner in there, and man, does that speed up spray times. And it's cool, too, because you can pop the, the hopper off, and you can throw a cap on there, and if there's finish still in there, you can put that finish and set it aside, and it's good for as long as the manufacturer. Because it like it shrinks, right? It like actually sucks it up, so you're yeah, not having so to worry about the the, the, the the straw on the bottom, right? Well, the straw isn't actually connected to any liquid. It actually pushes a positive pressure into the hopper and squeezes that bag, dude. And that's how it pushes so it out cool. through your sprayer. It's really slick, and it's a great system. So, but that doesn't have to. You don't have to have like a Fuji for that. That'll work on any on any sprayer. I mean, they have a lot of adapters for that. I mean, you you could put that on a lot of spray machines. Yeah, well, I think I think it has to be an airless or an HVLP. I don't think you're going to be able to get it. You, I don't think you're going to be able to get away with that with the like handheld uh, like the home right Wagner type of machines. Mm-hmm. But something with a separated turbine or compressor. It. I think they have adapters for most of the 
I mean, if you go to 3M's PPS website, the manufacturer list is like 50 manufacturers. It's really long. Now, so what about without that stuff? All- How do you... Because I'm not even going to answer well, this. So I with, really without want to it, hear this too. Yeah. I mean, so without it, you get the stainless steel hopper. Dan can speak into this more. He sprays a lot. You get the stainless steel hopper. Um, and it really isn't like a nightmare to clean out, but it also isn't nothing. I mean, um, I recently sprayed on that Redwood bench the uh, Total Boat Halcyon product, which I do like. Uh, the only downfall for that product to me is that you have to put down to get the satin, you have to lay down two coats of gloss and then two clo- coats of the satin. And in between those two different products, you have to clean out the hopper because you can't have them mix with each other. So, I mean, that added like, you know, it's like 20, 30 minutes of cleanup between, mm. between that for the gun. So, I mean, that's, it's not insignificant. Um, now you can do that in between the, the, the coats drying. So that's not a huge deal, but uh, the actual, clean out time can take a while um and you don't i mean really we do all this stuff to be as fast as humanly possible so ash is asking about smaller pieces and i probably wouldn't recommend a sprayer for someone who's mostly doing um smaller pieces rattle can but i think if you i think yeah, I mean, a rattle can thing, but I mean, or just a hard wax oil finish. I mean, a lot of smaller pieces probably aren't high traffic pieces necessarily. There probably isn't a lot of examples of a small. So you could probably get away with one of the hard wax oil um, finishes like the Rubio or the Osmo or the Odies. You could get one of those on mm-hmm. there and have a good time. Uh, and you're going to be just fine because it's not like a table, like a table where someone's kid is slamming their hands on there and they're yeah. slamming their utensils on there. The thing's getting destroyed. You want some sort of durable commercial finish on there, which you're going to have to spray like a film finish. Um, so if you're doing smaller stuff, it might not really be worth it to get a sprayer. I mean, it just probably isn't unless you're doing bigger pieces like beds, tables, stuff like that. So um, I think the cleanup time with this system that I put on mine is, it is insanely fast. I was literally, the only thing you end up having to clean is the part from where the hopper attaches and no one listening to the pod can see me, but if you're watching <laughs> this, the part where the hopper attaches. Okay, he's touching his thumb, guys. Okay. Yeah, now he's making a circle, a half circle. Are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now he's pinching Perfect. something in the air. His tongue. And now he's yeah, touching his beard. <laughs> now you have basically, I mean, that's nonstop. It's basically like six inches of... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like six inches of actual gun that you have to clean out. And I literally just took it over to my my uh, my my kitchen sink and turned on the water on warm and just held it underneath my kitchen sink on warm for like a minute until the water was perfectly clear and the thing's clean. It was it was like a minute of cleanup, literally a minute of cleanup. It's like magic. It's magic, Dan. Um, I've had my Fuji sprayer. I have the Fuji Semi Pro Two. It's uh the smaller. It's a smaller rig than what Mike has. What do you have, Mike? You have the. I have the Q5, but what Dan has is is plenty. For oh yeah, for sure. Doing like clear coats yeah. and stuff. I mean, it's a that's a. I've used it machine. to spray big old tables and stuff. But yeah, what I want to say really is, powerful. I've had it for six months, never cleaned it. I I I use oh. one finish and one finish only in all my sprayers. The Fuji I use lacquer. I use a satin lacquer, and it keeps an airtight seal. So when I'm done spraying, I just wipe off the tip, just the tip, and put it away. And I make sure before I spray my next project, if it's been a day or two, I make sure to swirl it a little bit. You don't shake it violently. You swirl it. You don't want to add air to it. 
Yeah, you don't want to be too aggressive. And then I have a separate sprayer for clear water-based finishes, which I mainly spray uh, satin water-based varathane. I've tried, and recently I tried that Target coatings that Mike suggested, and it worked okay. Yeah, Dan didn't like it so much. I wasn't going to say anything negative about it. it just, is that the home right you're using on that? Yeah, I use the like home right Supermax for that. And then I just ordered a second home right Supermax from Amazon's, so I can I can spray paints only. So oh. I do that so I don't have to clean. Obviously, I'm going to have to clean the paint because you know you're gonna you're gonna switch between colors and stuff. But if you yeah. keep your your finishes to like one brand and and one uh sheen you don't have to clean i i literally don't clean i know i so uh, mike is mike is making faces but like i've never cleaned the manufacturer would agree with that but it works for listen if there's a test for like like longevity it's dan dunlap because he will keep it in the hopper you know dan is and Dan, I love you. I love I'm you too, baby. Love. You are the laziest man I know. And you will keep it in that hopper. <laughs> I work efficiently and smart. Efficient, yes, I'm sorry. You're the most efficient man I know. You will do whatever like takes the least amount of work. And if it means leaving it in a hopper, absolutely, like, you will test it to its limits. Absolutely. So, so someone who doesn't spray like me, doesn't the inside efficient. of it get gucked up? Like, don't you have to? Don't you have so to clean it? As well. No, it does. For no, sure. it does not. It, it, it creates an airtight sure. seal. It's not going to get gunked up. I, I, well, okay, let me, let me rephrase this by saying I use my finished sprayers once a week, maybe once every two weeks. So I'm not letting them sit for months at a time. If that's going to be a thing that you do, then don't take my advice. But I use them a lot because I do a lot of projects. So it's not a problem for me. The air in his shop is just filled with VOCs, so it's the air that's going in there. It's already with VOCs. It's not really oxygen. So well, I got that. I got the A flux from Laguna, so I'm good. <laughs> nice, Pete. Have no, we asked I'm, Vic I'm, yet, I'm, Vic? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. spray. So that's why I was just taking all this info when you guys were talking. And most, of, yeah, most of my spraying has been rattle canned, and yeah. I've done with the the home right I have used. And I sprayed like a polyurethane spray stuff, and that's worked great. But it just for me it was the temperature thing. I like as it got colder, it just looked like crap. So well, I you, stopped you have it. an Erlex, right? I have that as well. Like you have a pretty good machine. I've used that maybe once or twice, and it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. I need to use it more. You do. I sprayed my fence nice once, and that's about it. I have a Wagner. You, know, you, you, do you spray ever? Like I've seen you. I think you use rattle can for stuff, right? Just cans, yeah. So well, because a lot of the stuff that I use, I use because. Um, certain sponsors, this and that. So a lot of the stuff I just I use because if I have to use it anyways, then I might as well just use the easiest version possible and and uh, for sure. and get paid Nothing for it. Wrong so, with it either. Yeah, no, no, it's that's, it's that's awesome. A good finish. One of my, I mean, you guys know, but no need to name names. But one of my favorite sponsors is a company that just has everything. So it doesn't matter what I need. I ask them, and they have something. Um, and that's so good. I just use whatever whatever arrives at the door. You know. But no, I have a sprayer and I used it for my backyard fence once and hated the cleanup. And so I just went to my rattle cans. <laughs> That's it's it. a paint too, I feel like. Yeah. Paint's messy. Yeah. Oh, good cool. question, Ash. All right. The next question is from Kevin. I think this one's uh, really geared towards Vic. Yep. Here we go. Is that Lefty? Hey, Lefty here. Just checking in on you guys. I have a question for Vic. 
I was wondering if he was on a deserted island, would he choose being stuck with Mark and his mailbag singing, Dom and his 80s movies, Dan and his Nickelback, Pete and all his dad type jokes, or Mike saying, it's home today. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you're on the show, buddy, and hopefully these guys are nice to you. I'm sorry. I'm Being thinking about a lot of yeah. pressure. Thinking about right. the pre-show. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> Did you hear Kevin at the end? I hope they're nice. They're nice. Yeah. Being on is a lot of pressure. <laughs> they're yes. not nice. We'll never let you forget it, Lefty. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys have him on? I missed that up. We did. Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. When Pete got married, we brought Lefty on uh, as a host. And, um, <laughs> yeah. They'll never do that um, again. <laughs> when Pete got married. <laughs> he was nervous. We love him. Oh, he Lefty. filled oh, in? We love Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that guy so much, but uh, it was, there was He's like a good an incident. Dude. On his, it was no, it was an accident. His computer restarted, <laughs> like, right, literally at the very end of the episode. Oh, we were doing the record. No way. And and Lefty was on. You know, Lefty was all bummed out, and we're like, we yeah. know it's not your fault. It was a huge bummer. Yeah, but it was just that happens. Totally not Lefty's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you did it on purpose. You just. Anyway, you who just... would you want to get stuck on an island? <coughs> um, you. Why is it, me? it would be. It would be. It would be Mike. Just so I can what? hear him yell, I'm thinking, <laughs> no matter what the question is. In the middle of the night. <laughs> There's an airplane, yell for help. You know? for breakfast? Hump day. Hey, but, Hump day. But I'm Polish, um, I can make vodka out of anything. You don't want me singing. All right, uh, so look then at Pete's coming. Photograph. So Nickelback, you know what, we're all going We're all going on this island. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. It's going to be great. It would be an be awesome, great. awesome island party. But um, I would have to choose just Dawn. Four just dudes on an island. Dom, he's here actually. Dom, he's he's sleeping on the couch. So if I didn't pick Dom, he'd get upset at me. So it's uh, it's you know what? <laughs> I, just, if just go that back was to bed. true, go back it to bed. might be true, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if that's true either. <laughs> I honestly, I believe you 100. percent Dom could be sleeping on a couch right now. No, no, he doesn't want to come. He's sleeping. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine we've been talking for like two hours? I finally bring him over. Like he's been here <laughs> yeah, the whole time. So good. Or no, no, no. he's just like Mark you're... and Dom are there. Or he just you brings me just a drink. By yeah. and he like he walks by and he's got no pants. So he just like scratches his butt as he's going to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, hey guys, looks over nonchalantly at the screen. Oh, hey, what are you doing? As he's like eating cereal yeah, out of a box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He crashes on your, on your couch with milk in a bag. He's just. Uh, well, that's right. Yeah. You guys do milk in a bag because <laughs> Canada. That's great. Because yeah. Canada, actually, yeah. Europe is the same thing. Yeah, is like, uh, doesn't yeah, make they it do right. have the bags. Yeah, that's right. yeah, milk in a bag. It's Their different. chocolate milk is so good in Europe compared to ours. It's different. It's different. It's, different. it's just thicker. Yeah. It's darker. It's just. It just hits different. It just hits different. <laughs> What's the hits the lips? All right. Well, now that we know, we don't know who the who. I mean, who's is? Are you going to give us the cop out answer of all of us? No, I'm going to pick. Um, if that's the answer. Then it is. Um, let's go with with uh, that guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, very good, Dan. Let's do the giveaway. Let's the oh giveaway. yeah, let's do that, shall we? I forgot about that. We do that. Can I, can I win it? Basis. Two of them. You cannot win because you didn't winner. enter. Thanks for that, Vic. Uh, no, I, U.S. only. Did, did my assistant if you didn't miss know that by one? now, we do a weekly uh-huh. giveaway, and it is sponsored by our friends over at Macbeth Hardwood. A huge shout out and a thank you to those guys. We love you so much, Macbeth. Uh, last week, we gave away a container jar can of Rubio Monaco, and that winner was 
Mark from the Grumpy Woodchucker. Congratulations, Mark. You're going to get this week. We're giving away Dan's pants. Pure. And possibly my pants. No, my pants are not on the docket. Um, This week, Rusty sent me the text. I have to rehash that. It's the micro jig gripper. Like the the stop. The, uh, what is it called? The um, Oh, the push grippers? blocks. It's the push blocks. Not the push actual push grippers, blocks, yeah. but the push blocks. Push no, blocks. it's the push blocks, which he's right. You want two of those. Yes, yeah, they come set. as a pair, I learned so today, by the way. So you're going to get the microjig push block grippers. They come as a pair. You're going to get two of them. I don't know what the value is of those off the top of my head, but it doesn't matter because you're going to get them for free. Thank you to Macbeth Hardwood. And we have... Well, we kind of have a theme this week with the code phrases. I have two options, and if you have others, I'd like to hear your thoughts. My first option is embrace the crack. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No? Yeah. Slow start. Let's go. The next one is caress the crack. Okay. I know where this is headed. (laughs) Number three is... I'm listening. Fill the crack. (laughs) Okay, so That's it. Crack. Those are my options. You're just cracking jokes. Okay. <laughs> what about stuff? We got Vic here. He he works with cracks in the stumps. <laughs> I do. I don't know. You I, guys are. I thinking couldn't about. stop giggling at the portalish. <laughs> the portalish. We can't use that. We can't use that because you know why. Um, if you guys don't have an option, I'm going to go with embrace the crack. Okay. Um, All right, embrace the crack. It is. Nobody wants to speak box. up. Ta- taste. <laughs> taste the crack no no embrace the crack embrace the crack is the code phrase this week ladies and gentlemen send that to us in an email at awpgiveaway at gmail.com and you will be entered into the weekly Macbeth Hardwood giveaway which this week is the micro jig gripper box push block push blocks. nice yep. boom yep. Uh, Vic this is the part where you say how are you guys sponsored <laughs> um. Yeah, this is absolutely crazy. How are you guys sponsored? We don't know. All right, back to the show. That is a theme. It feels, <laughs> the feels right now. All right. This, no, this but next question I, is from Max. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just, Max. I was just, I was kind of That's disappointed. Dan didn't give fingering the crack as one because after you've sanded it, oh. you just want to. Ah. No, I'm saying it's after too late you've now, sanded Vic, it, you should have spoke up. I already, I already gave the people well, the phrase. It's, it's true. I sand my cracks to 220, then I finger it, it and just, just make sure. I was the burning the crack hairs, but yeah. <laughs> or, or did you say partying the crack yeah. hairs? <laughs> burning the crack hairs. Oh, burn. Burns matic man. You gotta you burn the it's fibers smells. in the crack, right? Yeah. The loose fibers. You just want to make sure there's no <laughs> loose the fibers. loose fibers in the loose crack. Crack fibers. That's it. That's before <laughs> you sand it and then finger it. I'm gonna uh, submit my resignation. Yeah. I'm out. You also want to put tape yeah. down around the crack overnight. See what bugs come out. <laughs> that's, that's, there's a lot All of work right. that goes into cleaning my crack. Do we have any more questions? Just Look, another question. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we got one from uh, Jensen Joinery, Max Jensen. Hey, Max. Let's get let's get out of this as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys, uh, this is Max from Jensen Joinery. Um, just recently got back in the swing of things uh, after a couple grueling semesters of school, so it's good to be back in the shop and listening to you guys. I had a quick question about sanding and dust collection specifically. Um, I had a conversation with another maker um, the other night about how we both have Mercadero sanders and 
don't feel like we're potentially utilizing them to their full extent uh, in terms of, you know, quote unquote, dustless sanding. Um, I personally have mine hooked up to a shop vac with a dust deputy and still get a fair amount of, you know, dust and uh, particulate in the air and whatnot. Um, so I'm wondering, uh, I've seen a couple different uh, dust collectors, I think, in your guys' shops. I think I've seen a Festool and Mike's for sure and perhaps a Merca as well. So I'm just wondering, uh, in your guys' experience with your Merca sanders, what, um, which of the dust collectors, Festival or Merca, you might recommend for, um, for sanding. Thank you guys. Uh, enjoy listening to your show and look forward to many more episodes. Dan? Dan? Look, um, I was on team uh, shop vac with Dust Deputy for a very long time, and it worked okay. And I will leave it at that. It worked okay. But Mike and Pete both pushed me into getting proper dust collection, and I got a proper dust extractor. I also have the Festool and the Merca. You don't have to buy those two, although we are proudly sponsored by Merca. You can get, I think Bosch makes one. I think DeWalt makes one. The difference that you will see from a dust extractor and a shop vac is significant. And that is my experience using the Festool and the Merca. It, it's insane how much uh, suction they have and how much dust they collect. It's, it's really mind-boggling. I can't believe that I would sand before without using dust collection at all, actually. It's, it's quite eye-opening. Yeah. And that's, that's really all I have to contribute. I mean, you really should up, your, up your dust collection game with your sanding because... If anything, that's going to create the finest particulates that's going to put dust in the air, and it's going to do you more harm over time. That's enough of me. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's the most dangerous dust you're going to deal with. Um, but so I think, I mean, there's a lot. You don't have, I mean, you don't have to buy the Festools or the Mercas. You don't have to. They're great. You put your money into them, and you're going to be happy with them. But I think what you're going to want to look for, it's about the CFMs. And you're going to want to look for like at least 110 CFMs out of your shop vac or dust extractor. I think um, even my smaller Festool is 115 or 120, I want to say. And it does great. Like it has a lot more suction than my old orange branded shop vac. The old big one that I had was like 65 or 70 CFM and it wouldn't have been able to keep up. So if if your question is, what do I need to get that's going to do the job? You don't have to get the six, $700 machines, but you do want to get a machine that has the proper CFMs to pull those dangerous particles out of the air and, you know, keep you doing this for a long time. I think that's really important. You can, you can get a respirator and go that route too. But if you have the Merca, um, you know, you want that dustless sanding. That's what they tip their, you know, that's what they hold. Their whole brand is built on is the dustless sanding. And, um, if you're going to have that sander, it's really nice to have that dustless sanding set up. So if you can get yourself something, I mean, there's fine DeWalt Bosch, like Dan said, there's a bunch of good brands out there. Or there's a bunch of brands out there that make yeah. machines that will be able to push what you need for, but you need to, you need to search for experience. a dust extractor, not just a shop. Vac. Yep. Oh right. yeah. That's a big difference. Yep. Yeah. Pete. Uh, so yeah, you took the answer out of 
my mouth with Fane. If you're looking for an entry level one, that's a great brand to go with. I highly recommend. I think the the Festal and Marco ones are incredible. I also have them. I mean, all three of us do. We, we all have they're the. Great. We all they're have fantastic. the Festival CT thirty six. CT thirty six, which is yeah. has one hundred and thirty eight CFMs. I just looked it up. And the Merca, you guys all have both. Yeah, yeah we're kind of yeah, yeah. kind of big deals. That's, that's medium deals. I, the wealthy, but I'm hanging out with the, the wealthy too. Is- the this is awesome. Is a great I'm going to go get a cigar. And the, re- <laughs> the reason it's so great and something that you guys didn't really talk about, but that's actually pretty big is having the power outlet on the tool so oh, yeah. you can plug your sander into the vacuum. You don't get that with a shop vac. So it turns on and off as you need it. And actually having the uh, suction control, I think is handy. I find that if I just crank it up to high, I tend to get more marks with certain... Uh, certain grits i'll get like those swirls or something or pigtails on my pigtails yeah because it look it literally like suctions to your piece if you're doing a tabletop or something so sometimes you want to dial that back a little bit and sometimes you don't need as much cfm because like the guy said that's very dangerous stuff and oh there it is uh the most dangerous stuff is it's not that like when you're sanding the stuff that like settles on a table no it's the stuff you can't see in the air and the vacuum is going to pick all of that up and the other thing we, I think we talked about at some point is that those shop vacs, uh, at least with some of the hoses, they tend to like, the stuff tends to cake, cake up on the inside if the CFMs are not so much too high, but if they're, they don't have, they're not really set up for like super fine particulates. Because shop vacs are just kind of for all around use. They're not really good at one thing. Uh, they're just kind of there to just suck up crap off the floor. So, but yeah, get, look into something that's adjustable, variable speed, and you're going to be very happy. Your lungs will thank you. Vic, what's your thoughts? What do you think? So, it's uh, funny you guys talk about the Merca and Festool because those are the ones I'm looking at getting. I've been talking to uh, Merca and hoping to work something out with the Merca Canada. But, um, yeah, for now, because I do this part-time, little as possible, still look at it as a hobby, I'm still using the... Uh, basically, I've, I've more invested in the air cleaner in my shop, the mask... And then I don't have any dust extractor. Instead, I still just hook it up to shop vac and and then uh, mm-hmm. go that route. But it's also because I don't spend as much time as you guys out in the shop. But this year, I might be making some some changes. I mean, as long as you're That's using exciting. something. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. This you're not just yeah, sanding no. willy nilly out there. Yeah, sanding. And even with, for renovations around the house, like you're doing <clears> now, like yeah. you can sand. Decent. I I took my uh, Merca sander. I sanded all these walls. They were wooden paneling. They yeah. all the entire room well, was sanded. You know? That's why there's I'm, no need for those machines unless you need them. I mean, so there's no like that's not yeah. like wrong to not have expensive machines. It's of it's course. whatever you need. No, I really want the, the dust question, free though. It's just for me. I'm a I'm a clean yeah, free man, too. So that just makes such a big difference, right? And you're connected to the house. Another thing uh, that we didn't touch on that I've used in the past is the the festival and the Merca. Dust extractors come in handy when you're on site at a client's house. Not yeah. only are they not loud, but they do a phenomenal job of cleaning up the dust and, and you know, keeping your client's house clean while you work. Clean up at the end They're of the day. Not that heavy. That yeah. much less. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. For sure. Cool. Well, this next question is for Vic. It's from Ryan Werlow. He said, I saw you were, uh, I saw you did a wall paneling a couple weeks ago. How long did it take you to do that? So that took me one full day. I did it all. It was just one wall in my bedroom. And 
I mean, what if if people were watching my stories, I spent a good hour or two in the morning just measuring because that's the worst part when you're spacing out your panels. You want to make sure that you get the even math going. And and um, once that was done, boom, throwing up the the trim was no big deal. Then then caulking it, and then the next day was painting it all. So did you make a stump? Theory, I did. I put stumps all over my wall, 24 nice. inches out. They all come out 24, just huge just stumps all cookies. over the wall. Just Long like cookie wall. <laughs> Actually, I've done a lot of those little cookie slice <clears throat> art. People love those. I've sold a bunch of those where you just cut little pieces of wood and in the cookie, put them all in a frame. And oh, yeah. Love that. Yeah, but, I've seen you do those. Those are nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no the trim was just, um, yeah, it took one day and then um, one day of painting. My wife helped me paint the bedroom and. And we're done. Now we're just waiting for our king bed to arrive. Apparently, beds are on back order too. If nice. I don't know if you guys knew that, but we ordered a bed beds like a, are? well, we ordered huh. a bed like a month ago. And they, they said it's it should be coming in two weeks. It's so. at the border with his CNC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, if you need a bed frame for that, I know a guy. Just are you the guy? Yeah, I'm the guy. Walnut guy. He's the guy. Yeah. No nope, cherry I can guy. Do all the things. <laughs> or a teak bed. You want a teak you want bed? A teak teak bed? bed? Yeah. For my backyard. <laughs> In case you want a waterbed, it's waterproof. When Dom comes over, when Dom, yeah. Dom, they're talking about you again. Uh, he's a- <laughs> um, so I, I actually do have two questions here that um, are kind of specific to you because you can answer them better than most most of our guests. Uh, if you guys are cool, I want to ask these real quick. Uh, first yeah. one, and they're both basically about you know you being Canadian. But they're specific oh, to this. Come on. Well, no, but the first one is like, is is there, you know, we're joking around about like all the CNC stuck at the border, but is is there things that like you you can't get in Canada or you're kind of frustrated because maybe they, they don't ship to Canada or something that you see other makers or woodworkers or maybe it's not a woodworking thing that you see kind of pop up? Not really, to be honest. I mean, that's changed huge in the last, you know, 10, 15 years where when I was growing up, there were like, for example, Nintendo games. I would drive to Buffalo, right? That was our closest, I won't say big city, but closest city to us. And we'd go and grab some wings and then pick up like the latest Nintendo game because we knew it's not coming to Canada for like six months or a year later, right? Is that really how long it would take? Back then, it was crazy. Where even like songs, you'd be like, oh, that's already released in the States. They haven't released that up here, right? But to be honest with you, that's, that's crazy. Like all of that has changed. Like we can get everything now. It's, it's, Especially That's Toronto, cool. right? It's anything you want. Um, a lot of the stores you guys talk about, like I have no idea. Like Macbeth, I know they sponsor right. you. No idea what that is. Um, or yeah. Laguna, just, you know, all these shops or, or I don't know if that's a tool or whatever, but a lot of that it's stuff. A tool manufacturer, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of that stuff, we don't, it's not, you know, prevalent up here. We don't get that. But other than that, in terms of product or any item, anything, it's, it's, that, that stuff is over. Those days are gone. Isn't King, isn't King like the big tool manufacturer up there? Is it King? King is a, a certain tool manufacturer. They're definitely not the big one. Um, I used to have a King. They're not the big no, one. No, I used Can to have a King. Can you rattle off some big ones? I kind of want to. Um, it, it's the ones that you guys know about too. Like it's the same ones, right? Like we got DeWalt. Mastercraft is one that's that's kind of like a very entry level. So we have a lot of Mastercraft mm-hmm. in, a, in a certain store called Canadian Tire. They sell it's like a hardware store. I've like, heard of that. Yeah, it's their so, Menard. Yeah, it's their Menard. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So Canadian yeah. Tire is more like yeah, they have their automotive department, but it's a little bit of everything. Um so Do they, they have, have cheese brands. curds. 
They do have cheese curds, yeah. Boom. No, they have. It's Menards. <laughs> they have Menards. poutine actually at the checkout. Fantastic. Oh my god! <laughs> it comes with your receipt. Yeah. Everything comes. <laughs> we with get poutine. coupons to yeah. get that. <laughs> um, then what else do we have? Um, that's pretty much it. I got. I mean, ninety percent of my tools are Dewalt. So, have you guys what heard of Dewalt? Like bigger stand-up <laughs> tools. I mean, I mean, I know you. I mean, we have got all like the handheld power. We tools. have Busy Bee. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Busy Bee tools. Mm-hmm. They have. They make a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. like commercial sized planers and joiners and all that. They have stores in all major cities. Um, Busy Bees. Huh. Um, Princess Auto is is also another store. They make <laughs> they make a lot of tools. But I've heard that. Yeah, so that's another one. Um, <clears throat> I'm learning all the car stores in Canada sell woodworking equipment. Is basically yeah. what. Yeah, I'm exactly. Right? <laughs> Machinery. Actually, before that's I so knew wild. Princess Auto, I went in there looking for like filters, right? Just for my in cabin filter, my truck, or or car filters, and they're like, "No, we don't have that." Like Princess Auto, but they what? have tons of woodworking equipment. Like it's, it's wow. we got an eight inch joiner. We don't have any in. Oh no, yeah, they, they definitely have Drake. joiners. Anything wipers. <laughs> yeah, then they politely ask you to leave. But it's Wait, some way that the major stores you. are all tire or auto themed. They're all auto themed. That's crazy. Um, uh, yeah, I can't really think of any other yeah. tool brands. Busy. What was that major one? You Daywalt? How, how do you say? Yeah, that? yeah. Is Day. It? It's Daywoo. It used to be a car company. They started making (laughs) tools. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure I have a VCR in a house with that brand. (laughs) Yeah. What's a VCR? That was a a car brand. We don't have that yet. Or like in Europe. Yeah, like there's dual cars. In Korea. I know. Yeah, they're the old Nissan, aren't they? Or they're the same No, the old Nissan is Datsun. Oh, Datsun. That's right. Datsun. Datsun. Yeah. Bring me back. Yeah, Daewoo. I think it's a Korean car company. I think. Now, now, so like, what about like, like obviously, we all dealt with COVID down here. We all kind of complain about the same stuff. We all, a lot of us, experience the same stuff. But like, how has it impacted you? I mean, our lumber prices for at least like construction grade lumber is through the roof, and a lot of, a lot of certain lumber is impacted as well. But some stuff is kind of the same. How are you guys? It's lumber prices are crazy. Like. An average, like a regular two by four, you know, like an eight foot long two by four construction, mm-hmm. it's literally doubled in price, if not more. So it's it's it, there's a there's a couple guys I follow up here, Bro Laws. They do a lot of construction and, and house rentals and stuff. They did a whole breakdown the other day of how like when they back charge clients for lumber included in their estimates, it's just like to build an entire house, the price of lumber itself has gone up like. 50 G's or something, right? It's like from talking, you know, if you're building a whole house, but now you got to transfer that towards the, you know, to the customer to make your money back. But um, yeah, the prices of that have gone up. And in terms of shelves, like I go through, I was at Home Depot today buying some um, couple things and like the, the, the wood stains and like finishes, like the aisles look like they've been abandoned. Like there's just, you can't get product. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, It's um, it's like well, everyone's become a DIY expert, right? During COVID, so all these oh, things yeah. are like everyone's just. I'm gonna rebuild my house because of this pandemic. I'm an expert, right? So now everyone's scooping up all the stains and everything that we we all need. But yeah, that's no. happening here for sure. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I've didn't, noticed that. Didn't good. I was gonna say, didn't you guys have some pretty devastating fires last summer? Um, probably, but not I, anywhere near well, me. Oh, okay. I, I thought he lives in the concrete jungle some, of some, Toronto. 
Yeah, I live in the concrete right. jungle. We, I haven't. I didn't see a tree till 2014. We already discussed this, right? <laughs> yeah, a couple of years <laughs> ago. The story keeps changing. Yeah, we, yeah, we it was 2019. Yeah. On the, we had some fires in Oregon that really messed up pricing of like construction grade lumber because two of, of the plywood forests, too, right? Yeah, two of the bigger forests that a lot of this stuff supplied to the United States were uh, were devastated pretty bad. But I, I, I mean, the United States gets a lot of its uh, construction grade lumber, pine and Doug Fir stuff from Canada. From I know us, that yeah. for a fact. I know those prices went up too. And I thought it was because of some fires that you guys had had, but maybe- I think it was Red Deer, out. Alberta, which Alberta is obviously quite a few provinces away, but I think it was Red Deer that suffered some serious fires a few years ago. But um, no, near Toronto where- where that's one thing about Canada, like yeah, we freeze a lot, but we're not really, um, we don't really get any natural disasters, right? Like earthquakes, tornadoes, floods, um, hurricanes, nice. and all that stuff. We we don't we don't we just get killer winter storms. That's about it. <laughs> How would you like to die? Tornado, Sounds lovely, or freeze to death? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Feels like that's like death. options in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, California. Cool. Let's well, hey, I think let's wrap this thing up. Vic, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Oh, yeah, man, that was awesome. It's been dope. It really was. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was cool. great. I've, I've been, dude, I've been following you since the beginning, and like, Same. it's so nice to have you on a show. Like, I mean, who would have thought that when we started chatting years ago, when you first discovered a tree, uh, that <laughs> you know we're both gonna have podcasts and be on, you know, yeah, be chatting uh, <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. I but, love it, man. It's, hey, it's this community is awesome. Thank man. you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I hope that I get to like meet you in person at WorkbenchCon next year. And to everyone listening, please check him out. Actually, if you just go to the, what is it? The, the stumpshop.com, right? That takes you to the link tree. Yeah, exactly. It's got yeah. everything. Yeah, that's got, got it all, all stuff. there. Go so, buy a t-shirt, yeah. go check out his store, all the stuff. And check out For the Gram podcast as well. Uh, Vic does it with Dom and Mark. You heard of Dom, his wife, and then yeah, that's uh, Mark. Mark, Mark is the Mark same Mark that he talked about yeah. from uh, Bro Laws. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, he That's works it. with the Brolaws a lot, so. They do. Yep. Is, and it, do you guys have HGTV down there? Is that an American? Never heard do. of it. Absolutely. Oh, okay. No, oh yeah, really? We're actually guys... on it every week. Oh, okay. It's streaming right yep. now. For real. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the Hungarian goulash TV. You guys have that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have that one. No, that's it's fantastic. Yeah, Mark, Mark does some shows on there with the Brolaws and stuff, so. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Very Thanks cool. a lot, guys. I really appreciate you guys asking me. Yes, thank you, Vic. Thanks. Um, I think we, I think we picked the wrong guy from the For the Grand podcast to have on here. We should have Mark. The, we should have Mark. Yeah. Oh, man. He's, what Mark. A they, hey, we aim for the middle. Here next? <laughs> <laughs> they're all, <laughs> they're all here. You should have looked the other way and be like, hey, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mark's we're... running the audio. He's with the boom. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's already editing this episode that we're in. <laughs> he just dips into the frame over and over again. The first half hour is already edited. Fantastic. Yeah, he's yeah. Get, almost ready to He's upload. almost ready Fantastic. to upload. Thank you, Mark, so much. That was great. Well, thanks, dude. Yeah. And yeah. hey, everyone, check out Dan, Mike, and myself, Pete, on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, uh, all the fun things uh, with all of our handles. Daniel Dillon, that woodworks. Yeah. My coffee, or I'm sorry, coffee custom builds and Peachy's Workshop. And of course, the Stump Shop. Yeah. I did want to say one thing, yes. something we're trying to be more, we got Vic on here, obviously, which is awesome. We're trying to be more, uh, we're trying to get more guests on the show. Uh, we're being more active about that. We think it's good to mix up the show a lot. So I think it's good. 
I didn't talk to to the guys to the guys about it before we did the show, but I think it's good that we start mentioning who the next guests are yeah, going to be. For sure. And in a, a few weeks, I think it's on the nineteenth. Ninth. Today is the nineteenth. That's it's impossible. A- ninth. Thank you. On the ninth. Uh, we will be joined by Izzy Swan. Nice. Will be on the show, so we'll have we'll have Izzy on here. Izzy's a fantastic guy. The beast. If you're listening don't. to the show and you don't know who Izzy is, that's insane. <laughs> Go check out Izzy. But we're gonna have Izzy on. Um, but more importantly, into the point right now, we got Vic on. Thank you so much, Vic. Peter already went into it, but we're really glad. Yeah, Vic, it, it was great having you on, man. It was appreciate good. it. It's fantastic. Next year I when I see you, in, see you again in person, yeah. Next dude. year when yeah. I see you at WorkbenchCon, I will not call you Dom. Promise. Thanks. You can call me whatever yes. you want, man. We're making open mouth hugs. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't call him the combined name of him and Dom because yeah. that's not the right show. Tammy. It's it's a thing. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> love you long time. No, no outro love music. Time. Love you long time. Yeah. No, nope, nope. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs>